Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to sit back and take a sip of your tea or tequila. Whatever you're feeling today, let's get talking. Hello, guys. Today, we have a very special and exciting guest. She has a very cool job that I think you guys would like to learn about. Here we have Sydney. I don't know if you like go by Sid or Sydney. So I- whatever you're comfortable with, you can call me whatever. Okay. It's been a minute. It has. Yes. Since I think high school. Yeah. We didn't even talk in high school though. So. No, nope. we were just in the same homeroom and now our paths have crossed. Yeah. Look at that. I think it's great what you guys are doing. The podcast is very entertaining. Oh, I watch thank it. Thank you. So do you want to explain what your job is? So basically I am a personal stylist. Um, So what that entails is kind of different from project to project. Some people I do personal shopping for, other things I just style shoots, or I have the direct clients that I consistently work for and do content for their Instagram or whether it's just a special shoot, it really varies, but it's really exciting. It's very new and it's really creative and I I really love it. How'd you get into it? Honestly, fashion has always been something that I love I have a passion for fashion and so <laughs> even cooler than it rhymes <laughs> I know right I wasn't very happy with my office job and I decided what a better time to transition so I've been doing it for almost a year now I started last February um so coming up on a full year and at first I was just doing it as a side hustle like just researching and whatnot because I didn't necessarily go to school for it so I find that you have to work almost triple as hard just to kind of prove yourself and and prove yourself in the industry. So it's been really good. It's definitely a roller coaster um getting your foot in the door, but so far it's been really great and extremely rewarding. Awesome. That's so cool. I I uh I don't know. All of that is so impressive to me. All of that like side hustle turns into real job stuff. That's like that's dream come true stuff. So I bet uh, I bet you're really proud of yourself. Um how did you feel like starting that because you said you started in February, which is kind of when like COVID was sort of ramping up. So how did you feel about diving into it? Like it was it was it kind of shaky because a little bit harder to do that during COVID or was it fairly the same? It's hard because a lot of the stuff is over again, like Zoom, like we're doing right now. Um, I have done a couple shoots, obviously following COVID rules and everything like that. But also a big Part of it is there was a really big hit to the fashion industry itself. Like they're not doing fashion week. So everybody kind of had to reevaluate the way that they've been doing things for so long. So I thought that it was actually more of an advantage for me because I wasn't accustomed to what the previous fashion rules were. I just jumped into it and then just went with the flow. But things have been like slower. Um, People are definitely getting ready to gear up and, and release more lines and things like that. But I do find, especially with independent businesses, cause I do really try and focus, um, locally in Vancouver and as well as Calgary. I love Calgary. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out Calgary, <laughs> but yeah, it's been really hard because obviously people are trying their best in such a difficult time. And with Christmas just passing, a lot of people have really low stock. So it's really hard to get a hold of those pieces that I have in mind, but you know, we make it all work. You mentioned you do personal shopping for people. Is that what it's called? Yeah. What is that? So it can vary. So sometimes clients have bigger budgets. Some people want to completely redo their wardrobe. Some people want to um, salvage a couple things. It's, It's actually shocking once you 
go through your wardrobe, how much stuff is salvageable and you can reinvent. Like I used to throw so many clothes and then I would buy new ones. And then I would find myself just going through the cycle of buying the same stuff that I'd already thrown away. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially with vintage being a huge thing right now, I'm really trying to keep my clothes and then just get a little vacuum sealer. And then soon enough, the fashion will be back. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, to your question, personal shopping. So basically I go and shop for people. Sometimes they just have a mood board in mind and we just get their sizing and whatnot and then come back with some pieces that they might like. Um, other people were buying whole new wardrobes for, but it, it really depends. But I honestly love it. I love going to the mall, not necessarily to shop every time, but just to keep my mind active and, and inspired, honestly, just looking at different clothes and touching them. And mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's some real passion. Like literally <laughs> just going there to touch them and kind of just feel it. That's I so love cool. it. Online shopping's not the same. You never know the quality yeah. you're gonna get. As much as you try, okay. right? You can read like the details and the fabrics and whatnot. It just never comes as you think it will. So who are these people? Like I, you know, for myself, like I, I don't think I've bought uh any new clothes since last Christmas. Uh, and, and that's simply cause I don't have the budget. So who, who has the budget for not only to be buying clothes, replace their whole wardrobe, but also to pay somebody to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. So it can range. So some people simply just want me to go to like value village and get them thrifted items. Cause they don't want to sort through them themselves. Um, wow. other people being like my family members just use it to their advantage. And so I do that yeah. for them. I'm more than happy to. And then also Vancouver has quite the glitzy scene. So that clientele is really great to tap into, especially with COVID people really want to avoid going to the mall themselves. So it's just a really great alternative. And I honestly love doing it. So yeah, it's fun for me. (laughs) So for people who want to get more into fashion, I feel like it's really hard because, you know, you look at stuff on Pinterest, you're like, wow, I really like how they dress and I wish I could do that. But it's hard to actually figure out where to start. So do you have any advice for that? Um, I would say definitely finding your niche. I know that when I first started, I knew that 100% I wanted to do styling, but I found it very difficult um, balancing between being an influencer on Instagram and just posting outfits that look good versus actually styling and having a passion. So at first, I think I struggled a bit with that myself. But I would say for people starting off, just, yeah, like finding your niche, finding what you really want to do. and Also, another thing with like Pinterest and this and that that I learned while doing this is I always had this stigma in my head that people just look like that in real life. And they really don't. When you go to photo shoots and stuff, everything is taped and clipped and pinned to perfectly look like that. (laughs) So I think that's another thing, too, that people don't realize is clothes don't actually sit on you that I mean, they do to a certain extent, but there's definitely a lot of behind the scenes that goes into that. But honestly, for anybody starting out, I would say, just do it. Like, especially now there's really nothing to do, you know, <laughs> there's restrictions. And so if you're going to test the waters, I would say definitely do it now. And if you have a creative mind state, I would say go for it. It's really, really great and really rewarding. In doing that, how did you, you know, so at this, we're, we're kind of addressing people who might want to go down the same path as you. For me, as sort of a, a content creator on YouTube, I, I kind of, I struggle with, you know, managing my, you know, you need like a full-time job to you need to live and eat, you know what I mean? And then do this side hustle. So how did you kind of manage both and then also prioritize your time sort of between them? Assuming you had another job while you were. Yeah. So 
I went to school to be a legal assistant and that was my job. I worked at a law firm. Um, because of COVID, we were working from home. So that was a bit easier. I didn't have to commute. So I did get an extra couple of hours there. I would say though, for me at the beginning, I think people don't realize how much time you really have to invest. And with that extent, some things get sacrificed. So your relationships and your extracurriculars definitely get sacrificed. So I kind of switched up my schedule. I would wake up super early in the morning, work out before the day has even started. I would pop onto either my computer or my Instagram, check and see if anybody had contacted me. And then I would start with my day job. And then instead of taking a lunch, I would of course eat, but I would be working on my styling page. It really, it's like a full-time 24-hour thing. You, there's really no breaks and yeah. I think it's really hard for people to understand, but you just have to work really hard if you want to see the results. So that's hard. I understand that can, it can be a really hard balance, but it definitely pays off in the end. Totally. I, I think that the the sheer amount of work is something that a lot of, you know, you look at you know, the rate of success in sort of entrepreneurial things and you go, okay, well, it's very low, but I think people need to realize that's like an average. And there's so many people who aren't willing to to work, you know, as much as you are or as much as like necessary to actually get there. So I think it's important for anybody who might be listening who wants to do this kind of thing that like the chances I think are higher than people think if you're willing to, you know, work that hard. 100%. And I would also say for people thinking about getting into it, I know as much as it might suck at the beginning, but volunteering your time, if you can get onto those shoots and, and get into whatever you need to, those connections that you make with people on set, even if you're doing it for free and actually losing out on money, is way worth anything else. The amount of designers and stuff that I've met on set by just simply donating my time have been long-lasting relationships that have really helped me along. I know I know it sucks because everybody needs money, but sometimes <laughs> you just got to sacrifice those weekends and, and yeah. get it done. What would you say your favorite part of your job is? I would just say the constant switch up, uh, like the constant creativity. There's different mood boards all the time. People want different visions. It's just really entertaining. It's never the same thing. And that's something that I've definitely struggled with in the past, just in life, um, having something new and something stimulating all the time. So this has been a really great avenue for me. And of course, the people that I meet have been really great. In terms of clothing, what do you think are essentials that everyone should have in their wardrobe? Hmm, That's tough to say. I know people are going to disagree. I love turtlenecks so much, like a tight crop turtleneck. I love them so much, but definitely basics, like a basic tee. I love any basic like layering, but ribbed because it just mm -hmm. elevates it that much more. Um, and I would say at least one good trench coat in your wardrobe can go a really long way you can wear sweats under it I know sweats are a little bit on the out right now but yeah I think a trench coat is a really great idea too I wish I could contribute to that conversation but I have no idea <laughs> the thought of trench coat plus sweatpants I just like what what is that I mean you have a good style going on you're fine well I <laughs> you can't see the bottom half of me I'm, oh I'm, yeah I'm yeah ridiculous. yeah pajama pants have you styled men before or is it just women um mainly females but I have styled men and I'm actually working with somebody right now that's a male so it definitely keeps me on my toes because sometimes when I'm working just with female models I'll just kind of look at female fashion but I have to remind myself that I have to be looking at everything at all times <laughs> Do you prefer one over the other? Like, do you, because to me, it seems like, you know, you said that you really like things changing a lot. So changing over to men's stuff, is that maybe it could be potentially more exciting sometimes or, or do you just. Honestly, right now, um, the males that I'm working with, I really like it because I can break some boundaries 
and introduce things that I don't think men are necessarily comfortable with. And so to be able to even do that is amazing. And it's really a lot of fun because, you know, there's no restrictions whatsoever and kind of play around with it. I can throw necklaces on them that are kind of girly. And, you know, I think it's great. Is there um, like I, I sort of see the fashion world as sort of separate from my own world. And, and I know that might be weird, but when I see like runway stuff, like it looks like it's trying to be as outlandish as possible. Do you have any idea how the, you know, stuff that's like trendy that way, I would never see anybody out in public wearing it. So like, how does that cross over into like the real life world? You know what of I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. Like how does high fashion meet a normal world? Yeah. Cause I never see any of that stuff in real life. Yeah. It's, it's quite extreme as much as I love high fashion in some situations, I don't think it's practical for the real world. But that being said, like I do know just moving from, I'm originally from Calgary and I moved to Vancouver. I've been here almost two years now. Um, I noticed the fashion scene's way different out here. So when you go out to really fancy restaurants and whatnot, people are definitely wearing those high-end outfits that you're talking about. And it, it's honestly great to see, but it's definitely something that I've never seen before. I'd, I've never seen extremely high fashion in, in Calgary or, or anywhere else for that matter. Interesting. So you'd focus more on practical everyday type of, if you're going for shopping for somebody, you're going to a store that anybody could go to most of the time and just, yeah, it really, it really depends. I would say um, definitely when you're doing shoots or things creative in that mm. sense, you're going for the more high fashion because yeah. I think it is, a, it's a dream. People want to see that and, and envision creative things and beyond just, you know, a plain t-shirt and, and jeans, it really does vary. Um, a lot of the shoots that I do are, are quite outlandish, which I love, but there's also some simplicity to an everyday look. What was your favorite fashion trend in 2020? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I would say prints. I know there's a lot of really good prints in 2020. I love cow print so much. I wasn't a big fan of like the chunkiness. I know there was like chunky boots and whatever. Um, that's kind of on the outs now. But again, like I'm sure it will return. How do you, I don't know. There's a lot of clothes I'll look at and I really like, but I feel like I can't pull it off or I'll be scared to wear it in public, like cow print or any design for that matter. How do you get the confidence to just be like, okay, I'll wear what I want and feel okay in it? For me, I used to always just dress for my body and, and what I was comfortable in. Again, I think everybody should do that. But I have gotten to a point where I like to push the boundary a little bit. Um, so I do introduce print and color. As much as I love my neutral tones and my turtlenecks, like I feel so comfortable in a turtleneck. But again, like you shouldn't be uncomfortable when you're going out in public. Um, mm -hmm. So I think for everybody, they just have to know their their body. I know everybody has different bodies, but whatever works for you, I think you should wear it. And Anybody can pull anything off. There's there's no restrictions on that. It but it is very hard to build up the confidence to do something like that. And it, it definitely took me a while. I was wearing like a pink hoodie and green sweatpants in grade seven. So here we are. So this kind of goes back a bit. You were okay. talking about uh being an influencer, sort of like how big of a a factor is the like the influencer thing and on that sort of vein how do people find you is being an, an influencer an important part because that's how people find you to get in contact with the first place and oh i have so actually now that i think about it i have a lot of follow-up questions to that <laughs> this is a avenue okay <laughs> yeah. i'll try and hit that and then if i miss anything just let me know 
So I would say a really big thing, there's a very big stigma that the more followers you have, the more interaction, the more money you're going to get. And it's, it's false. The thing with Instagram is honestly, if I didn't have my styling page, I probably wouldn't be on Instagram. Um, the thing that I've discovered as I've gotten older is a lot of people are, again, like they're buying followers and whatnot, but just because you have a million followers doesn't necessarily mean that you're making more money. So for me, my Instagram page is just kind of my portfolio where people can go feel comfortable that it's a legitimate thing. Um, I also have my email there, but a lot of my stuff is through DM. I think just because everybody is on Instagram, I think that there's just more clout associated with a, a Instagram page that has more interaction or whatever. Um, because I know I've seen people on Instagram that have blue checks that it doesn't reflect, you know what I mean? So for me, that's not a really big priority necessarily to have a crazy following. So, so then what does growth look like for you? Do you have a goal? Yeah. So right now my current goals are, I want to move in a little bit more to um, the celebrity styling. The reason for that is just because I think you get to do really interesting projects. So you could do music videos, just Instagram content, whatever that may be. Um, So I am tapping into that a little bit. I wouldn't say the growth for me is necessarily numbers, but I would say just being more busy. I, I, if I could be busy seven days a week doing multiple shoots a day, I I would do it. And also another mark would be um, getting into some bigger designers. Is it just sort of, connections that you build through shoots and stuff like that, that, that could hopefully, you know, get you over to the celebrity stuff. I would say definitely it's a lot of backend work, um, talking with people's management, just a lot of email correspondence and things like that. Those people that you work with on shoots definitely have you in mind if you do a good, good enough job and Mm. they like your style. Once you get a really good foundation of connections, I find that it just branches off from there. And it's really no telling where you'll get a job from. You don't know that. Two years ago, I met this person on set and now I'm doing a really big shoot for them. It's just like weird. Everybody's quite connected, um, whether it be like the music industry or or actors. I always I always have to reevaluate like I'm finding, especially with COVID, with just the way things are twist and turny. I just always am constantly reevaluating. One day I'll have what I plan out for the next three months and then the next day it'll completely change. What's your favorite places to shop? Ooh, that's really tough. Um, I would say actually recently I've been shopping on, um, ASOS. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, They have, (laughs) I don't know how you say it. I'm really bad at pronouncing anything. (laughs) So it could be that they're really great. They're online, but I find that they have a really big range of brands, but in terms of, I would say like mall places um as much as i want to avoid fast fashion zara Mm -hmm. has really great stuff and they do have some pieces that are a little bit more high fashion that are kind of outlandish that i like for a decent price so i was actually gonna ask how do you feel about fast fashion by the time something that's like kind of bad quality from one of those stores breaks it's probably out of fashion anyways i don't know if you can elaborate on on how you want to avoid fast fashion is it is it an environmental thing for me it's an environmental thing and just the work conditions for those people. But also it does come down from certain places. Um, Some brands aren't like this, but the quality of the garment, um, that's why I do like shopping in person because I can feel a texture or whatever. Even if it says a description, it usually feels different. 
And also I really like to support local. So I know at times it can be a little bit more expensive. Um, but if I know for sure that something's going to last me for a really long time and it is a timeless piece, then I'll definitely um, invest in that. But I know it's it's hard to give up on the fast fashion because like you said, by the time it breaks, there's something new around. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I couldn't even say that I like fast fashion stuff or I don't because the only shopping I've done has been entirely online and it's been athletic clothes. So I'm just... I'm <laughs> garbage i don't know i'm i'm honestly probably the worst person to interview you but hopefully <laughs> been too bad it's all good athleisure is a whole different category in itself so i love athleisure do you know many brands athleisure brands i don't use it a lot but like for myself personally obviously lululemon there's one that's really good actually it's called spiritual gangster they're decently priced and they have really okay. cute stuff they have ribbed leggings which i love a ribbed legging me Great too. sets. First yeah. top apparel is what I'm wearing. Use uh, code Evelina for Showed 10% out. off. <laughs> so, okay. Please. I'm so good. <laughs> actually can. Have you heard of Alphalete? Yeah. Okay. I've heard that the girl stuff is like good, good fashion wise, but in terms of quality and also shipping time. Good. I was being serious about first health apparel. Like, sure. I I'm shouting it out, but it's actually good. Like there's these leggings. And then Are they squat shirt? proof? Yeah, they actually are. And it's from Toronto. They just started up. So, oh, oh. Canada brands. We support, love it. Support. We love to see it. So, Evelina, like Evelina for 10% off. Lincoln bio. <laughs> oh, my. You like her side hustle. What about mine? I'm trying to do a side hustle too. So, I mean, you're, <laughs> I just feel like hers is a little bit more put together. <laughs> She's got a link. I got a link. 10% oh. off. No, my bad. My bad. You're right. You're She's got right, it going right. on. Please support your friends. Okay, we're gonna hop back into the questions. I just have like style questions. You know? Honestly, you could just ask me those. Me and Kayla are both just here in like athleisure. So, do you have any tips on how to accessorize? Because I really want to wear more jewelry and all that, but I just I don't know how to make it look good. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, for me, I really didn't wear jewelry before, and I always found myself like a little bit minimal. I'd wear like one ring. And now when I have like four or five on my hands, I'm like, oh, that's so gaudy. But then I'm like, it's it's really not. So the thing you really have to think about first is like, are you a silver or a gold girl? Rose gold? I, go I like gold. Gold? Yeah. I like gold. I like, um, I would say layering is like the best thing. So okay. you can get like just simple chains and then layer and it just looks that much better. I just um, feel like I look like I'm trying too hard. I understand your feeling because I used to feel that way too. But honestly, you just have to make it work. Yeah, it, you just if you feel confident in it, then it really doesn't matter. You could be wearing like crazy accessories with like a giant balloon animal on your neck. And if you feel great in it and you tell yourself, you might have to give your like self a little pep talk in the mirror and tell yourself that it looks a little crazy, but it's fine. You're going out like this. Just believe in yourself. You mentioned <laughs> layering jewelry. Um, how do you layer just regular clothes? Do you just so. Well, do you just throw stuff over? Why are you looking at me like that? I can't like... Because <laughs> I see people layering on Instagram and it looks really good. Still have a whole bunch of jackets on and it looks good. When I put a whole bunch of jackets on, I look like the Michelin man. Because I'm just like, mm. <laughs> like puffed out. That's I don't... I definitely feel that. And I also have to say like disclaimer for Calgary because it's so cold there. <laughs> you have to sacrifice the fashion a bit. So it's like a... It's a struggle. But I would say the easiest way is... Um, figure out your, your color scheme for the outfit. If you want like a more monochrome, I find that is 
what a lot of people are doing online is the monochrome layered. So that is just basically. Um, Bill doesn't know what that means. <laughs> no, I do. He's no, like, no, is no, she no, going to answer this? Black and white. What? No, monochrome oh, uh, is all one color. Oh, it's yeah, all one color. Like really similar shades or one color. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, um, yeah. I would say a lot of like brown camel tones are the go tos. Um, but I also see blues popping up, like baby blues, because then you can also wear a, a light white and kind of mix it in with the powder blue. I thought you said camel toes. I could have. I could have stuttered. <laughs> I do like baby blue, though. I think that's my favorite color to wear. Are there any colors that are like fashion don'ts? No, you uh, can't have those together. Don't say it like that, please. <laughs> I, you want me to say it again? Fashion downs. <laughs> I honestly don't feel like there is colors. Sure, there's colors that you're supposed to put together, like purple and yellow go really good together and whatnot. But again, I've seen crazy color combina- combinations that aren't supposed to go together and they look great. So I feel like that's the nice thing about fashion is you can really do whatever and pull it off <laughs> you know what i mean yeah as a person who's experimenting and you're already like not very confident in it how do you know if you've if you've created a masterpiece or a, or a frankenstein <laughs> i like that it's really good frankenstein was a masterpiece come on yeah. well okay in his he, own way he was misunderstood <sighs> honestly i think that i think that it could be a masterpiece because even if you're not going along with the trend or whatever is now you have to be able to create a trend. I've, I've looked at trends that have been a huge thing and looked at it when it first started. Been like, uh, I don't know about that. And then it starts and people start wearing it more and more. And you're like, okay, I, I can see it. For me, my partner is is quite colorful and he wears a lot of colors and outlandish things. So just seeing him wearing those gives me that much more confidence to do it on my own. But I, I do try my best, but it's definitely, I have to be on my A game for sure. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. Just follow your dreams. And I know it's really hard to to start in fashion and it's really hard to be comfortable and, and not have the thought of people judging you constantly. And if it's going to make you happy, no matter what it is, I think you should just do it. So yeah. people that are scared, just jump into it. Jump in the deep end. What if you don't know how to swim? Learn. You just got to try. Wow. Get that doggy paddle going. The advice you gave about like just doing it is r- something that it comes naturally to some people who who don't like overthink things. But anybody I think who's an overthinker has like this is sort of predisposed to think everything through constantly. And then like bef- right before they do it, they go, well, no, no, that wasn't a good. That's not good enough. And then they don't do it. And then I think the biggest problem then is just thinking so much that you don't start. Because, and I think that links up really well with the whole concept of like p- worrying about people judging whatever thing you're trying to do. Because if it's not the best thing ever the first time, you're probably not going to feel super proud of it. And then when people sort of judge you for it, it's easy to get, I think, discouraged. Me with my podcast. Yeah. Okay. So th- <laughs> there you go. But you're just doing it, which is good. So you can have 100 ideas written down and until you actually try those hundred ideas, you're never going to know it works. So even though you might think that your number one idea is a hundred percent going to work until you put out there and, and get the reaction from people and, and see where it's at, it's, it's not going to be a thing. So you really, I know as hard as it is to be embarrassed or not be proud of work that you've put out, um, until you try, I, I don't think 
you can really predict the result. Like you don't know that you're going to blow up from TikTok from this one idea, this one thing that you do. But if you do 20 of them, one of them might blow up. You know, it's a really unpredictable thing. True. And you're only going to get better uh, as you go as well. Like at the, at the beginning, it's terrible, but not, but somebody will like it, you know, maybe one or two people. And then as that goes, it Your would mom. be, it would be, you'll be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you would, you would be, have a, like a greater benefit from constantly posting like your learning than you would learning and then posting, you know, the end result. Plus, I think you make really like good connections. Like if Evelina yeah. didn't feel ready right now, maybe like this entire podcast wouldn't have happened those losses that you might take, you just have to take them and, and build on them and, and make it better. Because obviously when I was starting off and even now I haven't perfected whatever formula I think I have. So it is again, just constantly learning and, and building mm-hmm. on what you have. There's never a, an end point. You're always building and, and trying to level up. I wanted to do a podcast for a long time, but I never just would do it. And then one day I kind of just did it. I started the page. I started following everyone and I think starting it, it's like, oh, you can't really go back now because you already have all these people like following you now. And you told your friends about it. So I think just starting it puts you in a good spot because you can't really backtrack and you're just there. And the only thing you can do is move forward. I mean, there's something to be said for uh, not, I guess, needing like the the discipline, if that makes sense. Like you can, if you can force yourself to do something because of another reason, if you tell everybody who you're following that there is a podcast coming out on whatever, a Wednesday. And then on Tuesday, you're like, oh my God, I don't have enough time for this, whatever. If you didn't tell everybody and have them all have that expectation that it's coming out on Wednesday, you might on Tuesday just be like, well, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't need to come out tomorrow. I could do it on Thursday. And this goes for anything you ever do. Like taking away the opportunity to not do it somehow Mm -hmm. is really powerful. And I think that works for self-control. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, Sid, I think that's all the questions we have for this episode. Um, Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your passion with us. It was awesome to learn from you. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been an honor. Hopefully we can do this again sometime soon. Yeah. Of course. Uh, maybe you can style Kale. I think you could have been like scary and hard to t- <laughs> hard to talk to potentially, but you're but it's it's nice that like how open you were about about everything and how excited you were to talk about it. Yeah, oh, you, you can tell you really love it. Yeah. Aw, thanks, guys. <laughs> you guys have been great hosts. Yeah, we have a really great platform to express myself. I'm oh. really honored. 